We are not meant to heal alone. Here we are. Welcome back to the Arcane Dames podcast, everybody. This is episode six. Yeah. Woo. Dang. We are moving on up. And interestingly enough, we're covering the six of cups today. Yes. Sixes all around. Should we do a little cups refresh? I know we did have a cups card before, but for any new listeners or those just needing a reminder, Mm -hmm. the suit of cups one of the four suits in the tarot the other ones being wand swords and pentacles cups focuses on love relationships friendship emotions can be family a lot of a lot of feelings yeah definitely feelings vibes they're also associated with the element of water so Mm -hmm. makes sense yeah for sure six of cups specifically it's interesting for me because the six of cups it has this association with childhood and children for sure and that's the baseline meaning of the card but there are so many different ways to incorporate and interpret that one theme absolutely when you're reading you know you can be talking about children in the person's life that you're reading for you can be talking about their own childhood you could be talking about the inner child connections to the past there's a lot of different ways that can come up not just in the literal sense but as a symbol yeah especially because we are talking about the emotional state so for sure there's a lot to unpack here yeah it is a very i see it as a very emotional card like obviously the cups is the suit of emotion but the six of cups is like it's it's in your feels for sure it's touchy yeah we can start with me reading the good old rider weight definition yes please and then go into how we see it ourselves Mm -hmm. so if you've been with us before you know that sometimes we like the rider weight definition um most of the time we hate it (laughs) This is going to be one of those days that I think we both hate it. Okay. I'm excited. Rider Waite Guidebook says six of cups, children in an old garden, their cups filled with flowers, divinatory meanings, a card of memories and of the past. For example, reflecting on childhood, happiness, enjoyment, but coming rather from the past, things that have vanished. Another reading reverses this, giving new relations, new knowledge, new environment, and then the children are disporting in a newly entered precinct. Like, what does that mean? That was such an aggressive use of word language. <laughs> yeah, like, wh- why did they choose any of those words? <laughs> and then it says, reverse, it means the future, renewal, that which will come to pass presently. That is the most useless definition I've ever heard. It's so bad. So I don't like that. Okay. Memories in the past. Like, I, I, I agree with yeah, that. Yeah, sure. Reflecting on childhood, happiness, enjoyment. It is a very happy and joyful card. But coming rather from the past, things that have vanished. What does that mean? I don't know. So, like, things that aren't in your life anymore. I guess like like missing the yeah which I do have nostalgia oh very much yeah as a meaning okay so like I just need to unpack this definition a little bit try to make sense of it so another reading reverses this giving new relations new knowledge new environment and then the children are disporting 
in a newly entered precinct when I was in grad school. This is how I had to use, I used to have to understand like academic texts. Mm -hmm. They're saying that you can read it as a connection to the past or you can read it as talking about new things Mm. which that doesn't that like concept in and of itself doesn't make any sense to me Mm -hmm. i feel like there are enough cards in the deck that speak to new beginnings that you wouldn't need the six of cups to speak to that yeah when it's literally about childhood in the past yeah it's Um, weird and i have no idea what the children are disporting in a newly entered precinct means no precinct makes me think of law and order svu (laughs) truly (laughs) that's all i got And also in reverse, having it be talking about the future is not how I see the reverse meaning of the card at all, especially because again, like there are enough, and like this is kind of how I think about tarot is like the cards are unique enough that they have meanings distinct from other cards. And there's a reason you get one card and not another card. Oh yeah. There are enough cards to talk about the future that we don't need a card that inherently references the past to talk about the future yeah like that just seems so silly to me yeah i will say to lead into how i view the card though the only thing i can conjure up relating the six of cups to newness Mm -hmm. is i get a feeling from this card that's like parents moving their kids somewhere new without giving the kids much say interesting the new precinct maybe they're like entering a new town new school the siblings only have each other okay like that's where my mind went but that makes sense that's not something i've ever really thought about with the six of cups especially i think just because i don't own a rider weight smith and so mm-hmm. all of my depictions that i've worked with of this card don't even have children <laughs> that's other than true. like i mean one of them does but it has like a child and an adult so mm-hmm. i get a very different association versus the rider weight smith it just has the two children for you guys listening the rider weight artwork is what appears to be a male and a female child and they're basically handing off one of the cups which is filled with flowers. They're in like a little village setting typically. They're just hanging out. I did make a note very exclusive to the original Rider Waite artwork something that stands out to me analyzing like the colors of the card and stuff is that it's such a bright card the whole card is yellow which makes you think of like warmth Mm -hmm. but then like the kids are bundled up they're in like winter clothes huh so it is weird it's interesting oh that is really strange because it seems like it should be a hot summer day right especially with the flowers flowers don't grow in the winter but oh yeah she's literally wearing like mittens Mm -hmm. yeah there's there's a few things with the like traditional rider weight imagery that jump out to me about the card i feel like with the flowers being so prevalent not just in the rider weight smith depiction but pretty much every, every like other variation of the six of cups has flowers in it to some capacity or even like i have the wild unknown tarot here and it doesn't have flowers but it has a tree with these really prominent roots so there's still this like plant element and it feels like it's talking about growth growth and blooming mm-hmm. and so i do think i guess maybe again a reference to newness in the future it's this idea of growth and potential and then the other 
other thing that I thought was really interesting was in the Rider Waite Smith, there's this man in the background. It's very small on the card in reference to the children that are happening in the foreground, but there's this man wearing all blue. Mel has a couple other cards that depict a man walking away too. That are they they they're pretty similar to the Rider Waite Smith um, composition wise. Mm -hmm. But I read two very different interpretations of what he represents. So I read one that said that he was a guard leaving. So it's like this idea of being vulnerable, naive, letting your guard down for better or worse, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Which, you know, makes sense with childhood and like a childlike mindset or temperament, right? Being kind of vulnerable. Yeah. I'm so about the hammering this is gonna sound horrible <laughs> yeah it's fine okay. sorry about the hammering guys it was unexpected i did not know that this was gonna happen today hopefully they stop and then the other description that i read of the man says it's a man returning home from a long journey interesting which is very different from a guard walking away and the reason that they interpreted it as that is because he's walking toward the houses mm -hmm. in the background so they're like oh he's returning home from a long journey so it's kind of like returning to the past which is something else that the six of cups can represent i enjoy having pieces like that to the imagery that can be interpreted in multiple ways because i find that it works really well with my intuition during a reading totally because i'll look at it and i'll be like okay what does it look like this man is doing and in one situation it could look like he's doing one thing mm -hmm. and in a different reading i'll just get the vibe that he's doing something completely different right in your spreads do you ever connect the imagery of multiple cards because what just rang off in my mind was let's say you pull this card right under the two of wands the man is literally walking away up into yeah. the two of wands do you know right. what i mean because it, it's both masculine figures with their back turned to us right i love doing that and i think we talked about that in the last episode too when you're mm. like looking at a spread and you're like these two people are the same people oh correct yes yeah. yes we did so it's kind of like that feeling but that takes it a step further where it's like the scenes of the card are interacting with each other going from one panel to the next which mm -hmm. I, I do i do enjoy doing that um and then you have some decks which is my other four decks here that don't have the man in the background so right. that's where using multiple decks in a reading or feeling called to use a specific deck for a client matters too Absolutely. because that might not be relevant at all it is really really helpful i have some depictions here as i'm sure you do too that i really want to talk about because they just add so much to the meaning of the card for me totally let's start with i mean we've kind of said it a little bit but let's just start with for us what this card means sure so for me like i said in the beginning this is a card that talks about childhood and children but there are so many different ways to take that oftentimes for me it's talking about nostalgia oftentimes it's talking about youthfulness or being childlike especially it comes out to describe clients for me sometimes and mm. it's when somebody is really like young at heart and brings like a really childlike energy to their life i had it come out once to describe them they got the 
six of cups and the high priestess and i was like that is so cool because you are obviously very wise obviously very knowledgeable and you have this maturity to you but the way that you approach life it feels like it's through the eyes of a child so there's no arrogance and there's no taking yourself too seriously and yeah. i was like that is such a lovely combination of energies what a have. great dichotomy yeah, for yeah. sure i thought it was really cool it can also represent like naivety it can be a reference to having children one of the descriptions i read said that sometimes it references having twins i guess mm. probably because there's two children depicted mm-hmm. in it which is kind of cool i had a dream that i was pregnant last night <gasps> weird how did you feel in the dream i kept forgetting i was pregnant until i sat down at a dinner and couldn't have a glass of wine so there was like a jump scare element (laughs) jump scare you're pregnant (laughs) that was that's the spookiest halloween thing ever (laughs) but then like once i realized i would be like oh sick like it was okay i don't know what it means interesting i don't know how to take that either i almost because obviously pregnancy is (laughs) this is not about the six of cups but obviously pregnancy is like a real thing but then it also is a symbol for fertility and like birthing ideas and like new beginnings and things like that which makes a lot of sense yeah for sure so i'm kind of just riding with that but also very recently in my life i decided that i do want to carry one of our kids but that doesn't mean i'm not afraid yeah you know so like am i is it just the effects of me i made that decision earlier this year okay very recent like Mm -hmm. prior to that I was so like we are only adopting whatever and I I had like a personal like growth and shift around it and I was like I do want to carry one of our kids so I don't know if that's just on my mind too I only want to do it for one of our children like I still want to adopt that's very important to me but it would be a very cool I think in like meaningful experience and especially just like I'm all about experiences and I'm all about like giving yourself the opportunity to feel different things and so I'm sure I'll learn a lot from it that I wouldn't otherwise and it's just cool I feel like it's a very grounding thing too right in the sense that especially culturally we're always separating ourselves from the more primal parts of being human but being pregnant is such a cool thing because it's like you're just so connected to the part of us that are biological beings yeah but don't worry the six of cups does not mean you're pregnant a lot of times when you read descriptions they're like oh it talks about like children or having children but for me way more often it's talking about the client's inner child the client's childhood their connection to childhood and like coming out to kind of show something that they're working through or something that they need to look at or being stuck in the past to some extent same and that's also just because of the kind of reader i am who am i to sit down and tell someone congratulations you're gonna be pregnant they may physically not be capable they may have already made the decision to not want that that's where real life cuts in for me I don't feel like it's my place to put that on somebody I really don't I agree and I'm very much the same way like I never interpret something as like you're pregnant you're gonna be pregnant whatever if anything like if i have the empress and like other cards that Mm. i really feel like are indicating that i would just say this card it talks about the idea of birthing something into reality and that could mean a lot of different things so it's whatever 
resonates with you. If this is an idea, if this is a project, it could also be a child. I'm going to leave that in your hands. Absolutely. Because again, it's not for me to say. Absolutely. At least upright, that's pretty much the gist okay. um, of what I get other than like going more specifically into the imagery that I have in front of me, which I want to do. But why don't you mm-hmm. share what you've got first and then we can go there. Sure. Okay, so my general meaning is sentimental energy. Mm-hmm. A walk down memory lane. Like you mentioned earlier, super nostalgic mm-hmm. card. I also have had this come up for myself as an indicator of an unexpected gift or memory. It's funny, we were we just went on a tangent about dreams, but in the sense of memory like this has come up for me when like I was gonna get a significant message from a loved one in my dream that's cool a physical gift or a gift of knowledge receiving some kind of information whether that be through dreams meditation etc which the suit of cups for me often does talk about dreams or interact with dreams Mm -hmm. it's that water element water in tarot for me i mean it represents emotions and like anybody will tell you that but it also gives this imagery of depth and unknown because it's your subconscious the subconscious right and so it's this and so like bodies of water that are really big always feel like there's so much there that's unknown Mm. some of my cards actually do depict like bigger bodies of water which i appreciate because i i do kind of see that depth there with the six of cups even just the cups in and of itself there is this feeling of like the unknown and kind of connecting to your subconscious or something very like dream state-y about the whole card especially with I mean I feel that way about so many of the cup cards right Pisces energy very detached from reality especially because it's such a sweet card too it's a very like idealistic thing and it can have to do with idealizing the past yeah yes yeah which brings up a whole other thing and can actually be quite toxic too it can be not good alluding to the whole depth and kind of deeper understanding thing it's interesting to me that one of your decks has the cups as mirrors and one of my decks has the cups as ghosts oh like a reflection or like an illusion yes yeah mirage yes energy like you reach out to touch it and then it's gone intangible yes and mirrors are often referred to as portals and represent Uh reaching through something and something very like ethereal yeah in in both of those so that adds depth of understanding for me i actually really like that which it's interesting because we talked about before how we don't always necessarily vibe with the reimagination of the suits but that adds a lot of meaning and depth for me to the idea of cups having it be ghosts or mirrors that really vibes with me and the other thing it can bring up for me is it's obviously an exciting card to get if you're looking to reconnect with or rekindle like an old flame or a childhood best friend if you have somebody you've grown apart from maybe you are dreaming about them if again for the first time in a long time or you just start having the emotional urge to like spend more time with them Mm -hmm. this card can be a confirmation that that's gonna be good for both of you yeah for sure it's funny because we were just before we started recording joking about all the readers on tiktok who are always like your ex is coming back but like this is maybe one of the few cards that could actually mean someone from your past yeah is gonna be reappearing and i i don't necessarily get ex as much as i get like childhood friend childhood friend or like the one that got away yeah somebody that you maybe 
had a little tension and romance and flirting with or maybe it was just a hookup and like there's lingering feelings especially because there's such like an innocence to the card it's almost something that could have been but wasn't right i very much associate it with at least upright when you draw the card happiness yeah something that would be good for all parties involved yeah for sure for sure it is generally a positive card i think yeah do you want to talk about artwork yes okay i do so let's dive into some of the artwork we have in front of us i just really love all my different depictions of the six of cups it's one of those cards where i really appreciate when it comes up from different decks because they all do give me a very different vibe and energy probably my favorite depiction of the six of cups is in the crystal visions tarot it's this adult woman reaching back and holding hands with a child and they both have blonde hair and they're both wearing like purple like pretty dresses and they're in this pond or lake kind of like walking out of the water so there's a lot there for me with regard to imagery in the sense that they're like walking out of the water when water represents so much to us she's like holding the hand of this child which since they both have blonde hair it feels to me like it could be her own child or it feels like it could be her younger self and so there's very much this energy of holding on to your past or bringing your younger self into the future one of the things that I think comes up with this card is this idea that oftentimes when we're children we don't get what we need from our parents or the people around us sometimes the situation's really bad but sometimes you just had parents who didn't quite get you and didn't know how to give you what you needed but either way it very much gives me this feeling of kind of being that person and that rock for yourself and for your own inner child Mm -hmm. in adulthood and being that person who can kind of give you what you need so I very much have a piece of advice that I tell my clients all the time and I think it's just so relevant for so many of us is care for yourself like you would care for a child whether it's making sure that you're feeding yourself three meals a day or when you're feeling bad, giving yourself the space to have those emotions, just really reparenting yourself, I guess, in that way. But the other thing that it really gives me that I was thinking through when I look at this is this idea of healing through parenting or through raising a child. Because being a parent is something that kind of brings up so much of our childhood shit yeah. that we didn't, I'm not a parent, by the way, but I have parents in my life I have three older sisters and one of my best friends is a mother as well I've seen firsthand you know it can bring up a lot for you everybody I know who's a parent is trying to even my own parents I know tried to do better by us than what their parents did for them and everybody I know who's a parent feels the same way about their child And especially being around my sister and her husband as they raise my nieces, there are so many moments that are so healing for me just Mm -hmm. being there as an aunt and watching them parent in a way that 
is so different than the way that we were parented when we were little, the way that they communicate with them and show them so much respect and give them so much space to have their feelings. Like, I just have had so many moments where I'm like, oh my god, I did not know how much I needed to see that. And I didn't know, like, how much that would affect me. And so I feel like the Six of Cups, and particularly this depiction of the Six of Cups, can kind of talk about raising a child and giving them the things that you needed that you didn't have. And then also healing yourself through that process. Yeah. Just looking at the imagery, she is truly reaching back to guide her through. She's, like, rescuing her. Yeah. It it gives off this beautiful energy of going back in time and doing the inner child work to stand up for yourself. Yeah. And advocating for your own real-life children the way that you would have advocated for yourself if you could have is incredibly healing. Yeah. Beautiful. That's, like, my favorite, as I said. Probably second favorite depiction of this card though is the wild unknown tarot half the card is above land and half the card is like underground and so the top half it shows this tree and the tree is black it's like black and white and then underground there's this huge network of roots and it's all rainbow color which i've mentioned before this deck really plays with color and the contrast between color and black and white with the meaning of the card it has this i guess roots as a metaphor for kind of your child childhood and where you came from and it just shows that on the surface all you might see is this finished tree but the reality is that we're all kind of made up of these roots that are so much more active I think in our daily life than we give credit to and so it really in particular with this depiction comes up for a client it often says to me things that happened in your past are really prevalent for you right now in the way that you're going through life and the way that you're interpreting the things that you experience and if that's not something that's conscious in your mind it needs to be that absolutely brings up our discussion before of like the subconscious that you're not in touch with and working with as much as you maybe should be right it brings up shadow work Mm -hmm. which inner child healing is a big part of and it brings up a call to action to be like hey what am i doing in my everyday life that i'm not proud of right and why am i doing it especially because a lot of the depictions of the card include giving Mm -hmm. it can be like what's preventing you from being that gracious right being that open for my imagery a couple that i really want to touch on the pride tarot features a street vendor handing an ice cream to a little girl who is just so excited and i think that's awesome because it's very well of course nostalgic and it just brings you back to like the simple joys in life the fool energy seeing the world through your innocent lens again and the role that the adult plays in this card is there's no parent here paying for her ice cream you know what I mean like just being giving what this child may need and what he may have needed as a child yeah it's kind of a modern take on that same like brightness that you get from the original Rider Waite Smith Mm-hmm. with something that's much more relatable I think to us now in present day. <laughs> mm-hmm. I also find it really interesting from my Halloween tarot the six of ghosts granted yes it's ghosts not cups but the 
this is the only card we see that has more than three people. Just like in the Rider Waite, the two children and the one taller one is handing off a flower to the littler one. But in the background, we have a cat looking over at them. We also have another pair of people who seem to be friendly and just like strolling by uninvolved. And then we have a pair of ghosts who seem like the children's parents almost. They're mm. looking on very lovingly. Yeah. This for me also connects to and reminds me of the Ten of Cups where it's like a sense of community. Instead of just like these two children like looking out for each other, it gives me a sense of family and connection. Yeah. It's just so sweet. It's really cute. Uh, which is the energy that I get from this card yeah. so often. It's just this like sweetness. Absolutely same. And we have that represented here too in my Gilded Tarot. I mean, this deck is just phenomenal. So we have two children in a field surrounded by cups filled with flowers. And instead of having like a trade-off of flowers, they are just like hanging out with their little animal friends, kind of like playing in the field is what I'm getting. And then we have in the forefront, much bigger than the children, a cat. So it's interesting because also the Halloween tarot is the only other one here yeah. I have with a cat. But that can be like a influence of the feminine nurturing motherly aspect. Because mm. we also have a lot of the other cards featuring like the moon. It feels protective to me. Like the way yeah. that the cat's like peering through the grass. Like guarding. Yeah. Protecting their innocence and letting them be kids almost. Yeah. It's it's cool. I also really like this depiction from my sensual Wicca tarot, which I don't use this deck in my in-person readings with clients because it's it's quite explicit. That would be off-putting to somebody who's just casually walking into a metaphysical shop for a reading. But I do use them in my online readings, especially the sex life readings that I offer on my website. I don't use this deck a ton, but I have been using it more lately. And this depiction is really cute and really sweet. There's not any nudity in the Six of Cups, which I think was an appropriate <laughs> decision on oh, yeah. the part of the person who created it. But it just shows it's not kids it's like a young woman and a young man late teenagers mm -hmm. early 20s young love vibes the man is handing her a cup full of flowers and they're just like sitting in a field and it's very sweet but this in particular reminds me of a time that the six of cups came up for me when I was doing a reading for a friend about her relationship mm -hmm. and I just got the vibe that in her relationship there was a very childlike and like sweet connection and they both were able to just really be themselves and like let their inner child shine with each other and there was this playfulness and just like vulnerability that was super pure and that's the vibe I get from this card and, and that's a way that this card has turned up for me in readings in the past too. That really just struck a chord with me. Something else I see with honestly all of these cards is we are not meant to heal alone. Whether it's one of these cards that has two children or an adult and a child or two, you know, teenagers like you were just discussing, we need each other, foster a sense of community. You know, self-care, incredibly important, but it cannot replace or even mimic community care. Mm -hmm. And we as humans all need that. Yeah. I think right now, especially on social media, radical individualism is so perpetuated and I don't like that. 
especially in conversations about mental health, it really gives off the wrong idea. There's a lot of things you don't heal from by isolating, and it in fact can be dangerous, especially for people with pre-existing issues. I'm sure you all understand what I mean when I say it can be more detrimental to let yourself be alone during hard times. Yeah. And I don't think it's necessary, and the Six of Cups, let's say it's coming up in a romantic context, I think it can beautifully represent how your partner and you heal together. You do not need to stay single to heal, and you do not need to let love go just because you still have, for example, childhood trauma that you're healing from. Absolutely. You can find somebody that is willing to stand by you in that journey. And you know what? I hope I'm healing my whole life. Yeah. So what am I going to, like, there's no finish line in healing. So with that logic applied, what am I going to do? Be alone for the rest of my life? Mm -hmm. No, you find somebody who is willing to accept those parts of you and be patient with them. Yeah. So I think if this card is coming up in a love reading or in that position in a spread, it can not only represent innocence and like ability to be yourself with all the walls down, but also the fact that you and your partner are a good match for healing each other and like overcoming childhood adversity to grow into better adults and it can be a sign that you're going to be great parents together yeah for the same reason yeah absolutely oh my god I love that so much and like so much of what you just said vibes so hard with me because I I do think that like broader individualism in our culture that relates to capitalism in a way where Mm -hmm. it's like we all need to be responsible solely for ourselves and it pops up in so many different things right in like raising a family and parenting and in childhood you know we see these as very individual activities with a household and parents and you have your children that aren't anybody else's children and you're solely responsible for for turning them into adult humans whereas through most of history and particularly in indigenous cultures child raising children was a community-based activity absolutely even just the way that you thought of your own children it wasn't because they came out of you or because they were biologically related to you it was because they were the children of your community and you cared for them the way that you would care for your own child because they were like that separation didn't even exist and it wasn't until the creation of the nuclear family for distinctly capitalistic purposes that we ripped away way this community aspect to child rearing and this is so important to me you're hitting the nail on the head I love it and that's just one piece of it right so like Mel was saying the mental health aspect as well we think we have to be completely independent when it comes to healing our own mental health and even if you have a therapist it's this idea that it's just you and your therapist and you can't have a community aspect to your healing and this is something that comes up a lot too because I follow and interact with a lot of like online a lot of therapists of color healers of color and people who are decolonizing spirituality and mental health and all of these things and I believe in a very community-based approach to 
liberation and there's this very very white approach to these things that's like just cut off your family and Mm -hmm. if there's somebody who is giving you trouble just cut that tie and don't ever see them again because they're bad for your mental health or whatever but especially for communities of color that's just not practical like you need the support of your community and like I say especially for communities of color because there's so much like external oppression coming down on those communities but the reality is that everybody needs community yes and we all need especially if we're if we're looking to make radical changes like and I think that that's something (laughs) I'm going off here but I think that that's something that's so prevalent in our in our broader political Mm -hmm. climate as well is that we have this like well I'm a liberal and you're a conservative and it's about our identities as somebody who is liberal or as somebody who is conservative and it's like so individualistic again versus the reality that we are sharing the same community and we have the same goals in so many ways of just wanting like things to be better and wanting everybody to be okay and there's so much more common ground than I think we give ourselves permission to explore explore because we're so caught up in this individualistic mindset so it's so much it's so much bigger (laughs) you brought up individualism and I was like I have a lot to say no that's (laughs) why I did it it's so much bigger than I think any of us like so much more pervasive than I think any of us really realize yes on the surface level there is an individualism in all of our lives that affects us but it affects everything yeah but bringing it back to the six of cups i agree there is this really nice piece to a lot of these cards that talks about healing with other people ultimately that's the only way to do it you can spend years healing by yourself but the second you open yourself up to a relationship with somebody else there's gonna be more yeah work to do because it's different yeah it's another piece of the puzzle like you can't do it all alone no matter how much that's preached to you no matter how much you've been conditioned to think that you're only going to get so far if you're only allowing yourself to rely on yourself it's not as good as it seems that is preached because it keeps you trapped under a certain level for sure it does (laughs) there's this ideal that successful people are independent and they don't need anything from anyone else just going back to like raising children people are so judged if they need help from like a parent or a family member with childcare. it's like why can't you take care of your own children I just think that it's we're so much better off if we take care of each other's children right and like I love every opportunity that I have to be part of raising the babies in my life yeah and I think it's so meaningful that I have relationships where I get to like watch other people's children just like be part of that so it's so strange to me that we even have like those ideals and even like my best friend is like she always feels guilty like asking me to watch her kid I know she does oh I don't want to ask you too much whatever and it's like I want to be part of this kid's life so badly yeah you have no idea yeah that's what family is yeah that there's multiple people in their life that they can go to for support yes again looking back on my own childhood I never felt that way right and it's isolating it makes it easier to dominate control and manipulate Mm -hmm. it's an abusive tactic 
tactic yeah. in situations that get that severe. For sure. Um, to cut off a sense of community. It's not safe, and it's certainly not as conducive to fruitful and productive growth. Yeah. It's just not. I don't really have any babies in my life right now, so I can't relate from the childhood aspect, but the way that this concept is coming up for me, and I've referenced this on the podcast before, my last relationship before meeting my fiance was seven years long. So when I met Britt and fell in love and we ultimately got engaged, there was an air of like, "Mm, she didn't let herself heal. And it's like, I let myself heal by allowing myself to open up to love again. If I force myself to be alone and force myself to not have hope and to not see anybody ever again, for me, that would be the opposite of healing. That would be self-destructive. That would put me in a bad place mentally. So it just goes to show you, like, there's this stigma that, quote-unquote, leaning on other people makes you weak. And I think that's my strength. Yeah. That I allow myself to trust that much. Because with my fucking track record, I should be a hermit. Yeah. So the ability I have to cultivate new friendship, cultivate mm-hmm. new love. Yeah. Be open to finding partners and friends and, and chosen family. That actually took way more healing and strength than staying alone would have. Staying alone would have been the easy, destructive thing. Mm-hmm. There's codependence and then there's independence and then there's interdependence, right? I think a lot of people see independence and codependence as being in contradiction of one another, but I feel like our fucked up society fosters both of those things so deeply in yes. the sense that you're told that you have to do everything by yourself and so you end up forming these toxic relationships where you you feel so fucking dis empowered and so fucking alone that you end up believing that you need somebody else to be okay and interdependence is when you trust yourself enough to know that you don't need someone else to be okay but you want community and you want support and you want love in your life and you let yourself have it exactly same thing if we're talking strictly about emotions that brings up Mm co-regulation and that doesn't mean you're codependent that doesn't mean you're incapable and unhealthy Right. If you have a trusted partner or like not even romantic, like if you have a trusted friend that you see as a life partner or a sibling that you can like connect with on that level and co-regulate emotions with, that's beautiful. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. That's been a huge lesson in my life. Yeah. I definitely, when I was younger, every single friendship I had was incredibly codependent. I really struggled with being myself and I always felt like I needed the validation and approval of a best friend who I just absolutely put too much on <laughs> at different points with different people and you know who who also did the same to me and we were just like this is great we'll just be like toxic weirdos with each other forever and when I ultimately lost a very close friend they didn't die we stopped being friends the way I said that was so weird at one point when I was in grad school, like that was actually a huge factor in me finding myself and finding a lot of independence. And now my friendships are so fucking supportive. I didn't even know it was possible. Right. Like, I didn't even know it was possible to have people in your life who didn't guilt you or expect anything from you that was unreasonable 
but just wanted the best for you and wanted to be there for you and you could do the same for them mm-hmm. like it's it's incredible mm-hmm. and but it does it takes a lot of it takes a lot to unlearn toxic individualism and toxic codependency to get there mm-hmm. it's work yeah i like that i like the way that this card does get at that idea of interdependence i think that that's super helpful to understanding it what about reversed oh yeah for me when this card shows up in reverse it's like clinging to the past being stuck in the past idealizing the past being dragged down by the past i had recently this card show up in reverse and upright in the crystal visions depiction as we talked about it feels like this adult woman is really like leading this child into the future and in reverse i was like oh my god it feels like you're being dragged by your past backwards Mm. and it just feels like no matter how hard you try to move forward it's so heavy Mm -hmm. and so that that's a big one for me yep but it can also come up to show immaturity Mm. or upright a lot of times it's childlike and in reverse a lot of times it's childish also this feeling of maybe like a loss of innocence yeah i will say i let a know this before we started recording I have no memory of ever pulling this card for a client I can only remember times I've pulled it for myself so with that being said six of cups in reverse for me represented an inability to see blessings so same idea as you were saying being dragged down by the past it's like focusing on the trauma focusing on the bad instead of being able to be in touch with how much you've recovered and how you've healed from that inability to just focus on how you've grown since then you're only focusing on the bad you're not letting yourself be open be giving be receiving you're not letting yourself get the love that's there for you now because you're remembering how you didn't have it available in the past right or even like regret in the sense that you're just so focused on an opportunity that you missed or something that didn't go the way that you wanted it to that you just can't be like okay well how am i gonna make things go the way that i want them to moving forward yes it's cup half empty yeah reminiscing but in a bad way which there's just no reason to ever Ever dwell that hard on the past time isn't real life is yeah. fleeting you've just got to make the best of the future there's so much yeah. good that yeah. can come from that there's only good that can come from that also don't live too much in the future no and I, I but and i do think that that relates so heavily to the six of cups because we talked about like this dreaminess and this idealizing i think either the past or the future the six of cups definitely doesn't necessarily have the energy of living in the present kind of regardless of which way that you're going true and i think that that also ties into not just the six of cups but cups in general as being a very emotional and not grounded card it's very all up in the clouds yeah being in your head and i you know mel and i are both air signs (laughs) i don't think it will come as a surprise to her when i tell her that i relate very much to kind of having my head in the future and dreaming about the future and and just being like I'm not happy with where things are right now but I can be happy right now if I just project my consciousness into some future that I'm not actually doing anything to manifest 
podcast. And so it has been a very big growth process for me in order to start putting the building blocks down toward the life that I want and a life that I enjoy. And it's something I really struggle with because being in the present moment and doing those practical things, it can be really scary. It requires a tolerance to discomfort, which again, as someone with a lot of air in my chart, I don't have. I feel like I've always found life to be very uncomfortable. And I love what you said about actually putting building blocks down. Dreaming is good. Giving yourself a threshold for imagination is good. But if that's the only thing you're doing, that's when it becomes negative. Right. Because you need the imagination and the daydreaming to actually inspire something in the action you take. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That is so core to the tarot having four suits, right? Mm. It's so core to the fact that we have these four elements that we see as making up your life. Because leaning too far into any one of these elements or excluding any one of these elements is going to leave you feeling off balance and leave you incapable of creating what you want and manifesting what you want and obviously we haven't gotten to the magician card yet but the magician card is is this card that's about manifestation and one of the main things about it is that all four elements are represented in the card because you need emotions and intuition you need thoughts and ideas you need passion and energy and you need grounding and practicality you need all four of those things in order to get to what you want and you can't do it without that so that's that's the whole thing yeah that's the whole thing of it is that we are looking to find balance between these four elements these four suits and understand how they interact in our lives so we can master them and that's why polarity duality the ability for multiple truths to exist for you at once is so essential to spirituality Mm -hmm. you need it all you can't focus on any one thing and that's why too from an astrological perspective i highly recommend at least everybody gets their birth chart done it's so helpful to know more than just your sun sign yeah what came up for me when you were discussing our very airy (laughs) placements Mm -hmm. is that i am an arising earth sign taurus Mm -hmm. so it's interesting because i i'm up in the air and then i get smacked into the ground yeah i I really do and that shows up in my chart so what's your moon scorpio Uh, that's fun it's fun right (laughs) what's your moon and rising again i have a gemini moon yeah and i'm a scorpio rising i'm very air dominant yeah i find grounding to be quite difficult but i do have a sneaky little capricorn stellium in my chart Mm. because my venus is in capricorn and i have two other capricorn placements that aren't in my big six so i do have this like like capricorn's a funny earth sign right because it's it's i don't feel particularly grounded i just feel aggressively motivated (laughs) i feel very much like i need to accomplish something big in my life but like i don't necessarily like virgo's quite grounding taurus is quite grounding capricorn they're always on the move yes it's just about achievement you're always making moves did you watch um you definitely didn't because you don't like comedy but you know big mouth yeah there was a big mouth spinoff with the like the monsters basically Mm -hmm. i'm forgetting the name of it right now i'm sure the people listening know but one of the like ideas in big mouth is that everybody has these different monsters living inside them that control their emotion not living inside them but like working with them basically that control their emotions so there's like the hormone monster and 
and the anxiety mosquito and the like the love worm and like all of these different things but in the spinoff there's the achievement gremlin everybody has a team and some people have an achievement gremlin and some people don't but when you have an achievement gremlin it's the side of you that's like go achieve more and that is my capricorn stellium to me like i see that for you 100 percent. it's just like this little you know i'm an aquarius and i'm airy i want to think about ideas and i want to be free but then like i just have this little gremlin next to me that's like do more be perfect at it god damn it like oh my god it's that tiktok sound am i good tell me i'm good (laughs) you know talking about the four elements there is this tension between them because they're different and i think that tension is is a foundational piece of being human lean into that resistance you feel because that's where you have the opportunity to really leverage some growth yeah absolutely like when you're feeling discomfort and things come up for you as you're working through this crazy thing yeah that's an indicator that you need to go deeper into it right there's something there there's something there for you to explore and for you to learn learn and master ultimately oh yeah it's cool because you're so much stronger and more impressive than you ever thought that you could be and well-rounded yeah i love how that relates to the magician but yeah i mean we probably can pull the next card yeah all right cool who's deck are we using i think did we use mine last time i think we did because it was the ghost oh yeah okay so i'll go get a deck i just dropped one on the floor all right baby we got the ace of wands is this also our first one yes oh my god which is oh it's so nice to like start with an ace next week we'll do the ace of wands all right awesome you guys thank you so much for listening so much for tuning in again be sure to leave us a review let us know what you think anything you might want us to cover in the future as always you can find us everywhere online pretty much we do have uh, arcane dame's link tree now which is a super helpful home for us Mm -hmm. on the internet so we'll be sure to link that you can absolutely go to that link tree to sign up for our mailing list if you want to stay updated with what we have going on any information about the podcast and any news about sales and online readings that mel and i may be having at the moment and you can also go to our bookshop links to to check out the books and decks that we reference in these podcasts if anything that we talk about calls to you and you're curious about that. Thanks for tuning in and we will see you next Tuesday. <laughs> Bye! Bye.